Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel, act on it and make them feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com slash xm. Are you tired of not earning anything on your hard-earned money? Your path to more money starts with a certificate from Pathways Financial Credit Union. Right now, earn a 2.68% annual percentage yield on a 60-month certificate with a minimum balance of just $500. Great rates like this have helped make Pathways the fastest-growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years. Earn more on your money. Stop by any convenient location or check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Pathways is federally insured by the NCUA. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Welcome everyone to episode 105 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Saporic, and today we're going to preview the trade deadline, talk about which teams should be buyers, sellers, and what teams should look for in exchange for their stars. Before we get underway, wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio, so please give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We would love any feedback. And we're being hosted this year on Fan... Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. FanRag Sports. So check them out on Twitter, at FanRag Sports. And for their NBA content, the handle has now changed. It is FRS Hoops with a Z at the end. So F-R-S-H-O-O-P-Z. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. <laughs> Mort, I'm going to keep running with that from now until he gets a beat. Does that work for you? <laughs> That's fine. Should my middle name is Steet with an S? Should I just make, make that a C as well? I thought that was very nineties. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Let's let's just get wild. Yeah, like oh yeah, Brian Saporic. There's no yeah. S or C. That's you just got a boring ass name. Buddy. I know. Uh, well, I have a Y instead of an I. That that's where I diversify myself. Oh right, right. Yeah. All right, more. Let's talk trade deadline today. We're just going to go down the list of the more notable names that have been in the rumor mill in the last couple weeks that we expect to pop up in the rumor mill Mm -hmm. over the coming weeks. Reminder to everyone that the NBA moved up the trade deadline this year. It is February 8th, so instead of previous years when it was the week after the All-Star game, it's going to be before the All-Star game this year. So Mm -hmm. the drama is coming. Oh, yeah, because Mort is going to be on vacation the day of the trade deadline so on the very day i'm flying to london yeah. so yeah yeah that's, yeah that's rough that's rough uh so let's let's preview it now more let's start with the lakers we have to, you know we spent all of last episode talking about them so we don't need to revisit that whole scenario uh but 
you know, we've, we've mentioned it before. It's no secret. They are angling to carve out two max contract spots this summer, hopefully to get Paul George and LeBron James, whether that actually happens or not is anyone's guess. To do so, not only would they need to rid themselves of Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle's contracts, they'd mm-hmm. also need to figure out something to do with Luol Deng. They could trade him if they can find a taker. They could stretch him. <laughs> Sorry. They could, you know, they're going to have to figure out a way to get off of his gigantic cap hold. Yeah. So if they, you know, if they decide they really do want to pursue this two max uh, scenario, Mm -hmm. the only way they can do it again is get off a Clarkson contract, which runs past this year. So there's, if they don't want to, they don't have to trade him right away. Julius Randle, I think, is the more interesting name, just imminently Mm -hmm. because his contract expires. his rookie contract expires at the end of the year. He'll be a restricted free agent. He'll have a cap hold of about $12 million. So the Lakers are under more pressure to trade him if they want to guarantee a return, you know, getting something in return for him. So, more, what do you think the Lakers should do at the deadline? They've, they were recording this on Friday, January 12th. They have now won three straight games since the whole Voldemort debacle from earlier this week. Uh, do you think the signs of progress they've shown this week, should that influence their trade deadline thinking at all? Or should they go in, you know, guns blazing, ready to start carving out some cap space? That depends on what they've decided internally, really. Um, I I don't think three games changes anything. <laughs> you would uh, hope. I would hope. <laughs> it is the Lakers. Yeah. But I... You touched upon Jordan Clarkson. I think there's an argument to be made that he could become a valuable trade asset. Mm-hmm. He's having a career year. Yep. He, the only the only reason we're not talking about it is because he's not playing a, a hell of a lot of minutes. He's playing like 22 and a half, and that's really the Lakers' MO at this point. Mm-hmm. No one is playing a lot of minutes. And he's on a very reasonable deal. Like, let's be honest, he's earning $11.5 million this year, 12 and a half next year, and then 13 and a half the year after that. So he's locked up for an additional two years after this one. And that, those are going to be the prime years, like year 20, or season H, season H27. How do you say it? Like, you know, H27 season. H27 season. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that is one hell of a deal to have on your books if you are potentially um a championship contender mm-hmm. so i i do think there's a market for him that we have in the past downplayed a little bit mm-hmm. simply because he, he doesn't really jump off the page sure even though his scoring numbers really should because those are staple mm-hmm. whereas julius randall like as you said he's an up-and-coming restricted free agent that's that's a hard sell because then teams will only have half a seat not even half a season mm-hmm. a little less than a half a season to gauge whether or not he's like a, a future piece for them, and then we'll have to invest eighty, yeah, eighty million. Do you think he gets that right. much, dude? It's it takes one team, yeah, young players. And here's the thing: if he he could easily break out somewhere else, like his right. numbers are fine, yeah, his numbers are good. So if he goes to a team where he has the ball a lot more, he gets more opportunities, mm-hmm. and he has a strong second half of the season, yeah. Yeah. I mean, restricted free agency, again, it only takes one team and not even necessarily the original team that trades for him. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, the part of the appeal trading for Randall is that you get the rights to match 
restricted free agency often chills the market for guys who are not like clear max players. So like Otto Porter last summer, clear max guy, uh, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, as they are wont to do under Sean Marks, gave him that offer sheet. The Wizards had to match it. But look at a guy like Nerlens Noel, who turned down a four-year, $70 million deal, thought he was going to get more. No one else came. He had to take the qualifying offer. So part of me wonders, especially because cap space is going to be so limited this summer, I feel like there's value in acquiring a restricted free agent and then saying, like, all right, go ahead, go test the market, and we'll match whatever you get. Because I yep. don't know. I mean, maybe the Nets strike again, and maybe they do hand Randall a big offer like that, but I don't know that a four-year $80 million is out there for Julius Randle. Well, it's a fair point, but it's just I'm just saying people get, get caught up in half-a-season deadlines. Oh, totally. We've seen that before. Yeah. And yeah. it should also be noted that Randall and Clarkson, the two guys we've discussed, on a permanent basis, mm-hmm. are the two top scores for LA. That's yeah. pretty significant. Yeah, like that. If they trade those guys, they would either have to get something in return that could really be used as sort of a bait for LeBron and Paul George. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, if not, then they're going to be chasing lottery balls. And if I'm not mistaken, they don't have their pick regardless, right? Right. Yeah. It either goes to Boston so, or Philly. Right. So. Yeah, they will have to get something back that is significant. Yeah. An immediate piece. Right. And I, I don't know that that is out there. Well, that's what we that's what this podcast is for. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's my whole thinking with the Lakers is if they get blown over by a deal, like if someone does offer them the moon for Julius Randle or Jordan Clarkson, go for it. But right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell them for pennies on the dollar. Like, I would not sell them for the explicit purpose of carving out max contract space because you don't know if you're going to be able to use that max contract space. And if you sell those pieces and then Paul George resigns in OKC or LeBron resigns in Cleveland or those guys go elsewhere, then you just gave up valuable young players Mm -hmm. for nothing. And you can always, you can always decline the rights. Yeah. Right. So, it, like, they, you lose nothing by not trading. Okay, well, you lose technically. You lose a possible asset coming in. Yeah. In a trade, right. but if that asset is marginal to mm-hmm. begin with, then it's not worth it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's the Lakers need to have a plan B this summer, and that plan B is Lonzo Ball. Yeah. <laughs> well, like we, you know, their plan B is we have a bunch of young lottery picks and young second round and late first round players who are showing promise Mm -hmm. we don't need to rush this rebuild like finally you know our record doesn't indicate the type of talent we have on our roster let's just you know make some improvements on the fringes but we don't need to go all in and acquire two superstars and give up our entire roster to do so like we we would be fine re-signing julius randall for Four years, sixty million, because we think we can trade that contract later. Like, I, I, you're right, Mort, that there's the only opportunity cost lost in allowing Randall or keeping Randall on the roster, and then you're risking him leaving for nothing in free agency is whatever you could get for him now. But I don't think there's going to be a huge, like, I don't think you're getting a unprotected 2018 first round pick for him. Oh no, 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 no. So yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. You're, you're maybe 
losing a heavily protected first round pick, maybe. Yeah. And then you're probably going to have to take back salary that you don't want because your whole mission is to not take back salary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they and then if uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Larry Nance is also on the market, probably as a sweetener to take a Clarkson or I mean, God forbid, a Luol Deng. But again, it's like Larry Nance is a good young player. I don't think you want to give him up for nothing or for pennies on the dollar. I think unless you can get something truly valuable in return, I kind of think the Lakers should stand pat at the deadline. And again, do you really need to add sweetener to Jordan Clarkson? Right. His deal is yeah. fine. I mean, I, I you could probably so. trade that for an expiring deal at worst. Yeah, I think the only thing might be does another team want to help the Lakers considering how publicly they have made their plans for this summer? If they're confident that LeBron and Paul George aren't, aren't going to go there. Yeah. I mean, right. look, I, I, w- I, I think you can only focus on your own thing, to be honest. Yeah. Like, if you're a team and you, you deem Jordan Clarkson as very valuable to what you're planning specifically... And you go, you know what? We can get him for an expiring contract. We're a mid-market team. We're not going to be free agent players anyway. Mm-hmm. Why not? Then I don't think that thought process of LeBron or Paul George enters that mindset. Right. Like if New Orleans, for example, finds mm-hmm. a way to get Jordan Clarkson and they have to give up something that's just complete meh. Yeah. Then they're going to pull the trigger and they're not going to care one bit about LeBron, a Paul George, or whatever. Or like a Phoenix <laughs> if they could trade Greg Monroe's expiring contract yeah. and not For have example. to give up one of the Miami picks. or I mean, mm. there's no way they would give up their own pick, but yeah, one of the Miami picks, whatever. Um, yeah, if they could just trade Greg Monroe's expiring, you're right, because that has no value to them. Jordan Clarkson could be a good fit there, but yeah. I, I that don't... That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Right. I I, I guess it depends on how low the Lakers are willing to sell. But again, I don't think they should be willing to sell that low because in theory, they could always make a trade later for Clarkson. I mean, their their leverage will be even less if it becomes evident that, you know, they need to carve out cap space for Paul George and LeBron because those guys are actually going to come there. But at that point... You're tiptoeing. Just say it. They're not going to come there. Right. They're not going to go there. But I mean, maybe Paul George is. LeBron, I would be... Very, 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 very surprised if he goes there. I hope I yeah. could be wrong, but we'll see in July. Uh, let's move on more to your former team, the Chicago Bulls. Nikola Mirotic is eligible to be traded beginning on Ju- January 15th on Monday. Uh, he's mm-hmm. already found his name in the rumor mill with the Utah Jazz, according to Tony Jones of the Salt Lake Tribune. There's talk of flipping Derek Favors for him, maybe Alec Burks. Uh, the Detroit Pistons have also reportedly been sniffing around Nico. Mm. He's played well since he came back from his face fracture. It seems like him and Bobby Portis are at least coexisting professionally. I don't, I'm guessing they're probably not going out clubbing together, but they are not punching each other in the face anymore, which is an upgrade from earlier this that season. That we know of. Right. Yeah. I guess no no more broken bones in the face, at least. So yeah. Nico has played very well. Do you sell high on Nico? And figure this is the best way, you know, he, his value is only going to go down from here? Or do you think he's a valuable piece to keep around in this rebuild? I mean, you'll have to, first and foremost, inform the Bulls of the the concept selling high. 
<laughs> yep. That's that's pretty foreign to him. That's true. Remember. That is true. Um, the, I, I made a joke the other day uh, regarding the whole Yusa rumor uh, that the Bulls wanted a first-round pick and um, Yusa wanted to give them Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there shouldn't be any interest in Derek Favors given how the Bulls play, which is really perimeter oriented a lot of moving and cutting and big shooting threes mm-hmm. so obviously the, the deal is going to be nikola miritich for Derek favors <laughs> <laughs> i think nikola miritich had a first round pick for Derek favors oh yeah sure why not like yeah. laurie markin and you're not earning anything we can match salaries come on <laughs> yeah no but i mean i would love to see nico in portland mm. specifically um they have a a traded player exception from the Alan Kraft trade hmm, okay. where they could take Nico in. But here's what I'm not sure about. We really should have had Mark Deeks on. They are pretty capped out, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure whether how much higher they can go over the cap if they have uh, the TPE. Yeah. Like if, like if, if they, they push are. Into the apron? Yep. I'm not so sure. I haven't really run the numbers yet. Mm-hmm. But there is something interesting there. If Portland, it, Portland right now with you know Lillard, McCollum, Nurkic, and then with a Nikola Mirotic, they would be looking pretty scary. So if I'm the Bulls, I ask for you know two first round draft picks, assuming of course that they would be very late. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it could be an unprotected for 2018, and then just a swap, or or not not no, you know a swap option down the line. Um, sure. Something. I'm not sure. Like because if if then the Bulls end up being good in five years time, whatever, they can just not do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to, to gauge that properly, but just a little bit more than a late first rounder, maybe a couple seconds instead. Just picks, basically, picks a lore because Lord knows they need them now in this rebuilding process. You don't just sell them to a team, for example. Which <laughs> right. is, I know that's just hypothetical. Breaking no one news. Would sell. Yeah. Fir- the 38th pick in the draft for example that's just that's not gonna happen because that would be stupid sure. like could you imagine the warriors buying a pick like that and then just getting a good player could you imagine brian that nonsense be... pure nonsense yeah. uh so you could do something would you do something like myers leonard would you take his money back he's earning 9.9 million this year myers yeah but how leonard, long is that three more or two more years after this yeah two more years yeah that's probably stretching it a little bit. I would take a contract that could run through next year. The only one they have like that is Al Farouk Aminu. Yeah. No, okay. So if they wanted out of the Myers-Leonard deal mm-hmm. and they wanted Nicola in return, mm-hmm. then second-round picks are not the interest. And it's like sure. a 2018 unprotected and a 2020 unprotected. Yeah, first. I don't know if Portland goes that. I, I would. That's I. I know, yeah. but like you're get your pay, that that should be the price. You know what I mean? Like right. you get a Nikola Mirotic who right now is playing like a fringe all star, mm-hmm. and you're getting rid of one of arguably one of the worst deals in the NBA right now. Oh, I don't know if it's that bad. It, I mean, it's it's a bad deal, but it's not. You know. But has he even played well? I mean, I have not seen a lot of minutes out of Myers Leonard. Yeah, but just like based on the value of the, it's ten million dollars a year. It's not 
it's not going to hamstring you like basically anything else signed in the summer of 2016. I mean, no, Myers Leonard hasn't, he's played 13 games this year. Like it, right. it is it's a like, huge waste of money and I'm sure they would love to get out of that deal. So I think something like Nico for Myers Leonard and a top 10 protected first round pick. So at least the oh, bull- I don't know if they do that though. Like Portland would be protecting itself from a complete collapse over the second half of the season, but there is a realistic chance that they could fall out of the playoff race and be like 11, 12, 13. So at least the Bulls have some lottery exposure. Something like that seems fair. I don't think yeah, Portland okay. would give up a completely unprotected pick. But here's the thing. So let me let me look tell you how the Bulls are going to look at that. The Bulls specifically are going to look at that deal as, oh, we're going to pay $20 million for a non-top 14 pick. Yeah. That's their logic. Yeah. Oh, Bulls. And that answer is going to be no. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, it, overall, more you're willing to part with Nico. You just want a pick and or a young player in return. Yeah, I'm not even sure about you know the young player unless it's like, I. And here's the thing, from my perspective, if I'm the Bulls, I'm I walked into this season knowing full well that I sold fans on you know, hey, we're gonna be a player at the draft. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get like one of the top guys. Like, expect a top five draft pick. Yep. And now like just because they went on a little bit of hot streak, mm, right? That shouldn't change the entire narrative, because. Look, Miami got hot last year as well, and now they're kind of in a position where it's no man's land. Mm-hmm. I'm just not willing to go all in on a team with so little data to it. So I'm still on the uh, on the whole wagon that goes draft pick. So yeah. the more draft picks I can get, so I can trade up in the draft, if I don't end in the spot that I would prefer, mm-hmm. if I'm the Bulls, mm-hmm. the better, because then I can at least move up to a position where, oh, okay, we can still get a good guy. Sure. Yeah, I, I think your your best avenue, Utah makes sense too, like a Favors plus a, again, a top 10 protected first round pick. At least Favors' contract is expiring, I believe. So at least, unlike Leonard, you're not swallowing a couple extra years of a bad deal. Mm. So then, yeah, I mean, then you're basically trading Nico for a draft pick and a Favors turns out well, you have his bird rights too. Yeah, but like, I mean, Favors is just like the anti Fred Hoiberg right. type of player. So he's, that, he's, that he's perfect for the Bulls because that's they built yeah. that entire roster like that last year. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but I, with Zach Levine coming back as well, like we should just touch on this briefly. Mm-hmm. Like you can probably expect the Bulls to be a little bit better as well. True. So that's that fact alone should probably incentivize them to like go draft picks as opposed to immediate production. I think they would be smart in also trading Robin Lopez mm-hmm. because he is their anchor. He is the guy that is holding everything together. If you trade that, you kind of implode, but that's what you need. Yeah. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. 
See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & more let's move on to the orlando magic who it seems yes. like outside of aaron gordon anyone is available uh particularly probably evan fournier has been mentioned already nikola vucevic is hurt right now but it seems like they'd be willing to part with him they are not going to take it find a taker for bismack biombo so we don't even need to go there terrence ross could be available i mean it seems like they're willing to part with anyone uh, mm-hmm. what would you like to see them do at the deadline, Mort? I would not want to see them trade Evan Fournier. He's 25. That's still young. He is a one of the league's best shooters. He's a great scorer. Uh, I, I think he's the type of guy you keep around for a pseudo-rebuild. I, I don't think Orlando should go in a complete rebuild because they have Aaron Gordon. He's going to get better, so there's also going to be limitations on how bad they could be. Mm-hmm. So it's a retooling process. And a guy who can make jump shots to that degree that Fournier can is very valuable. Yeah. So I would not go out of my way to trade him unless something came up that's like, oh, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. What, so let's, let's go back to like a... You know, th- this doesn't make sense for them, but like a Derek Favors plus a top ten protected pick, that's not enough for you. Oh yeah, okay. Well, see, now you're adding draft picks into the mix. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, especially this year, mm-hmm. because Orlando. We we talked about that a little bit. Orlando would be so so good if they had like a Colin Sexton or a Trey Young point guard going right. at it. Right. So if that means that they can get a chance at a franchise caliber point guard, mm-hmm. then okay, you make that sacrifice. And also you're getting a Derek Faberson who is I mean, no slouch. So yeah. I, I would I would consider that. I'm not sure I just pulled the trigger. I would at least, you know, take it up with my team and I'll go, look, this came in. Let's talk. Like let's sit down and figure out if this is a good deal for us. Yeah. Um whereas if something came up for, for Nikola Vucevic that included anything that even I mean sounds remotely like a first round pick, I'm just like done. yeah i I mean that's the thing i think orlando has a bunch of poorly fitting parts but individual Mm. talent wise they have a bunch of guys that should at least generate mild interest on the trade market so like whether they pull the trigger or not is anyone's guess but i feel like they could be one of the more active teams at the deadline i mean you know we we got really excited about them at the start of the year because it looked like they were doing well and now they are, what, second worst in the Eastern Conference? Mm-hmm. They're ahead of only the Atlanta Hawks. We're recording this on January 12th. Right now they're 12 and 30, which means over their past 30 games, they have gone 4 and 26. 
Like, you know what's really gonna kill them though? Like Sheldon Mack is earning six million this year and next year. Yeah, you have Jonathan Simmons has played well, so I don't really mind that deal. Right, it, it runs for two more years at six million and five point seven. It's even declining in value, so that was like a good one. Mm-hmm. Then you have DJ Augustine at seven. Seven million and two hundred fifty thousand for the next two seasons after this, and of course Bismack Biombo at seventeen and seventeen million. Yeah, like it's the long term contracts again that's just messing this team up, and you can't really attach the big contracts to anything except Aaron Gordon or right. Jonathan Isaac. But those guys are just not; they shouldn't be on the market, and I don't think they are. Yeah. What about Hazonia, who has been playing pretty well over the last couple yes. of weeks? Not enough to like attach a big deal, I think. Right. Not- no, I, I'm thinking of all the pieces they need to move at the deadline. Hazonia is number one because they stupidly declined his fourth year player option. Oh, so now, right. So now he's a free agent after this year. Like, oh yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he should be. And I think he's played well enough in the last couple weeks to show that like he's not a complete bust. He has. Mm. I you know whether he lives up to being the number five overall pick in his draft class, probably not. But he has the potential to develop into a long term NBA rotation player. So yeah, sell, 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 sell. I, the overall point is that the Magic should be selling anything not named Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac, right? Right. Well, oh, it's tough about Jonathan Isaac because they don't know what they have yet. Yeah, right. I so think if, for that reason alone, you can't sell them. And and that's a that's a perfectly fine argument. But if a deal comes in that is just ridiculous, yeah, that's true. But then I, you at least have to consider it. But nobody yeah. is going to give up something for a guy who's played 15 games this year. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the Clippers because they are they're one of the more interesting ones. We DeAndre Jordan was in the trade rumor mill. I mean, since the middle of December, uh, that was when. The Clippers, Blake Griffin was hurt. Patrick Beverly had just gone down. Teo Dosich was still out before Lou Williams solidified his six-man-of-the-year campaign. Mm-hmm. Now the Clippers, as of today, they are a half game behind the New Orleans Pelicans for the number eight seed in the playoffs. They're right back yeah. in the mix. And they're only two games behind the Portland Trailblazers, who are in fifth. Sweet Lou. Yeah, so they are right back in the mix. That said, Jordan's a free agent this summer. Lou Williams mm-hmm. is a free agent this summer. What do you think the Clippers do, Mort? Should they keep everyone around and try to make this unlikely playoff push? Or should they say, you know, this was fun, but see ya. They're reportedly engaged in contract extension talks with Lou Williams. Yep, according to Me. Sean Sterania of the Vertical. Right, so they're probably not very interested in trading him. Uh, even as he, at his age, mm-hmm. and I kind of get why because he should be an all star. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I know, but he's playing so well right now that you know it's tough. The Lakers got a first rounder out of him, which mm-hmm. was like an entire mission for him. Yep. It was we should get a first round pick out of Lou Will. Yep. Now I don't. I think it's unfair to Lou Williams that he's now being looked at as. A guy teams teams get so they can flip him for a late first rounder. It seems to be the thing now with Lou. Mm-hmm. Wherever he ends up, oh, we can get a, a late first rounder out of this guy. Sure. So just for his sanity and for his sake, I just I don't hope that that's the case. I, I 
I think he should <laughs> deserves a full season somewhere. Yeah, right. Where he can actually be allowed to score at will as he's doing right now. Uh-huh. But again, from a team perspective, if something comes up that is ridiculously good, yeah, you you, ha- you gotta take it. I mean, at this point, I'm just willing to to sell off DeAndre Jordan for not gonna say peanuts, but he's not gonna be expensive. Yeah. Right. Uh, See, so yeah, for me, the Clippers, I, I think the fact that they're negotiating a long-term extension with him, that should be even more, like, whoever is doing that is probably in charge with the decision of whether or not to make a trade. But mm-hmm. if I was a Clippers fan, this this season's been fun, but, like, it, w- they're going nowhere. I mean, right? you know, even if they make it to the playoffs, they're going to be one and done. Then DeAndre and Lou Williams are both free agents. If you resign both of them, you're going to have no cap space for anything else. Like, I think this is your opportunity to strike and to, as you said, maybe you can get a late first for Lou Williams. Like, maybe a contender. Imagine him in Washington or in Toronto or in Milwaukee. Like, there are a lot of teams that could use his type of microwave scoring off the bench. That might be willing to give up one, you know, if they think mm. we're cruising toward a pick in the twenties. We don't, we're not really in love with anyone in that range. We think we could actually. The Cavaliers look somewhat vulnerable right now. The Warriors have been besieged by injuries. Like maybe we can sneak in, and maybe this could be our year. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if. And he has experience with Toronto, one six man of the year. Then yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if Lou Williams could fetch a late first rounder this year. And at that point for the Clippers, I, I kind of think you have to do it. I don't see the point mm-hmm. in re-signing Lou Williams to an extension. Dan Fellman of NBC Sports pointed out, I think the max extension he can sign is four years for around $37 million, a little higher than that, but somewhere in that range. So if it's, if it's that cheap, maybe, only because you could then flip that deal down the line most likely. Right. But, I, I, you know, he's going to be 32 soon. I just don't see the point of a rebuilding team paying a, you know, a huge amount of money to keep Lou around. And that's no offense to Lou, who's a great player. And he, as you said, I mean, playing in an all-star caliber level, I don't think he's going to be an all-star, but he is playing at that level. I think he is, mm-hmm. barring a catastrophe, he's going to be the sixth man of the year again. You know, he, he's peaking right now, which doesn't make any sense because he's been in the NBA forever. But that said... I just don't see the incentive for the Clippers to keep him around. I think this is their chance to really remake their team. And I, well, that's it, because you're forgetting one very important aspect here. Who's also a free agent? DeAndre Jordan. Right. DeAndre Jordan wants talent around him. Mm-hmm. That's a sign. Like, if you lock up Lou Williams, you're telling DeAndre Jordan, hey, resign with us. Right. He's a huge marketing tool for the Clippers. Remember, yeah, like that's he's, true. he's drawing in fans. Like That's true. I, I think they value him tremendously. Whether that's right or wrong, that's up for debate. Yeah. Yeah. It's The Clippers are going to be a really fascinating team to watch. Because it seemed like a month ago, they, yeah. were, they were like 8-15. and 15. They looked like clear sellers. Now, I, I genuinely have no idea what they're going to do at the deadline. But that I makes mean, I'd trade everybody. Yeah, right. It's, it's, right. Everyone who's under the age of 25, you know, you can stay. Yeah. Yeah. That's Everyone right. else just, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> let's move on to the other team who we talked about earlier this year as a sell-everybody team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. They, unlike the Clippers, have not raided the ship because uh, Mike Conley remains out with his Achilles injury. It sounds like he last update we've heard he was playing three-on-three, three, so his return may be somewhat imminent. But unlike the Clippers, who pushed their way back into playoff contention, Memphis is 13-27. and 27. They are a full seven games behind the Pelicans. It seems like that ship has sailed. Oh, yeah, they're done. Yeah. So let's talk Tyreek Evans and Marcus Gasol. What Can you... I just say everything I said about Lou Williams and apply it to Tyreek, <laughs> Tyreek Evans? Yeah, right? I mean, he's a perfect, He's you know, he's having a career year there. He looks like his rookie of the year self again. You're not going to have the money to re-sign him because they're, I mean, they're way past the cap already. Thanks to Gasol, uh, Conley, Chandler Parsons. So the most you're going to be able to offer him is the mid-level exception, which any team not in the tax can offer him. Right. Uh, he makes a lot of sense on that team, but because you're realistically likely to lose him in free agency unless he just really likes it in Memphis, which he might. He played his college ball there. Maybe he's grateful to revive his career there, and if that's the Mm -hmm. case, yeah, keep him around. If you're getting a strong indication that he's willing to re-sign and take your mid-level exception rather than anyone else's, great, go for it. But, yeah, it feels like if uh, Woj reported that they're looking for a first-round pick for him, he was skeptical about their ability to find the first rounder for him. But as you said, I'll say the same thing about Tyreek as I did with Lou. Imagine him in Milwaukee, Toronto, Washington. Like mm-hmm. There are a lot of teams that could use a Tyreek Evans this year. Here's the thing with me and Tyreek Evans, though. If you are Memphis and you've looked for so long for this first guy, mm-hmm. now you've found him, mm-hmm. but contractual limitations means you can't keep him around right like what the hell are you in it for like my point is then if you can't keep the third guy that you finally found mm-hmm. then how are you supposed to build around gasol and conley down the line you, like what's your right. plan right they're not getting any younger yeah mark gasol especially yeah he's gonna be 33 so, this year or at the right. end of january so I wish that right now we had some sound effects guy who could just go, you know, fire truck, fire sale on it. Because yeah, I think, right. Yeah. I think the, the, that Memphis right now, they just need, they, they need a complete rebuild. So you would they, also trade Gasol? And Conley. Yeah. Well, I, would, yeah. I would keep everything open now because if, if, it's just, if it's just doomed regardless, even if after you find guy number three, then what's the point? Yeah, I mean, I think that Parsons contract, it sucks. Like, it sucks that right. one mistake in the one summer where the cap spiked can screw you up for four years. But that one mistake in the one summer where the cap spiked, Chandler Parsons, it just seems like he's playing better this year than he did last year. That's a very low bar to clear. He's not going to be the same player he was. He's been out for a couple weeks now with knee soreness. Oh. It just seems like those knees are going to keep betraying him. He's on the books for about 24 million next year, 25 in uh-huh. 2019-2020. I'm with you. I think yeah, I think now is the time to trade Gasol. I think, you know, yep. the Cavs have been reluctant 
to part ways with that Brooklyn Nets pick. But if Brooklyn continues showing signs of life, if D'Angelo Russell comes back soon, which it sounds like he may, if that pick is looking like it's more going to be in the 8-10 to 10 range rather than top 4 or 5, maybe come early February, Cleveland's a mm-hmm. little more amenable to giving up that pick. And if... And- that means two potential top 10 picks for Memphis this year. Right. Yeah. That could, yeah. Could you imagine them walking away with like Luka Doncic and Trey Young? Yeah. Right. I mean, you can kickstart your rebuild very quickly if you're Memphis if you get. Right. I like, again, it's all for every player we discussed today, it comes down to the return. We're not saying trade Mark Gasol for. Just a second round pick, like they would have, <laughs> yeah. they would have to get something of significant value in return. But if they could get the Brooklyn Nets pick, that I think that's a conversation starter. That should be in the conversation. It's Marcus Saul we're talking about, not Bismack Biombo. So yes, of course that should be in play. Like yeah, we are talking about a guy who's older, but he's not insignificant. He's an yeah. he's an All Star caliber player. He's a great defender. He's become a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just stuck on a bad team. That's it. Yep. He's still got tremendous value. The reason that we, when we focus on his age, it's all about, well, him not being a part of a rebuilding process. But yeah. if he goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers or another contender, right. that's age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. That's Maybe. fine. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Memphis fans. We think it's, we think it's time. Um, Sorry, they're gonna end up with two <laughs> top ten picks if this happens. Like, Hopefully. come on, that's yeah. yeah. It'd be really just for you know on Team Chaos, just for the sake of like seeing mm-hmm. what happens. I would love to see what happens if Marcus all went to the Cavs, and then it'd be really interesting to see if that came back to bite the Cavs this summer. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like a Barrett Davis thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & more let's go the net we have three more teams and players to discuss and these are probably the trickiest of all we talked about Kemba Walker already I think two episodes ago but let's revisit him quickly um Charlotte again they are they're 15 and 24 right now they're five games behind the Pacers for the eighth seed in the east they are way over the cap they have no real method to improve outside of the mid-level exception, and I believe they have their own draft pick this year. Yeah. Do you trade Kemba Walker? 
I have thought about this since we recorded the last time. It's really frustrated me because he's such a great player. And the least, and I've decided one thing. The last thing I wanted to do was attach Kemba to a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Because that would decrease the return. If I'm trading Kemba, I'm rebuilding regardless. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the first sign of a rebuild. So I'm not going to lower his value by attaching a bad deal to it. I'm going to go, hey, if you want Kemba Walker, who's got another year left after this one for just $12 million, mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay up. And I'm talking about an unprotected first-round pick and a young guy yeah. and maybe something else. Mm-hmm. I want something good. I want something similar to a Kyrie deal, like a Kyrie return. I yeah. want something real goddamn good. And then you live with the fact that Cody Sellers earn is you know is uh, is owed fifty six million. Mm-hmm. Then you live with the fact that Nicholas Batum yeah, is right. owed you know seventy two or whatever. Okay, after this season, both those numbers can decline. But like you live with the remaining money, yep. and you just go full on rebuild and say, you know what, we don't care. Let those guys earn their money, and let's just use them as mentors for the young guys to coming that that's going to come in anyway. And also, if you're trading Kemba Walker, that, that Brooklyn Nets pick again from mm-hmm. the Cavaliers, that should be in play. Or something else entirely. I'm not sure, but it, and that first-round pick should not be like, with the 26th pick. No, no, yeah, no. right. That should be like a legitimate top-10 pick. Yeah. And this is where, for me, I think the, the whole key is. I don't think you necessarily have to trade Kemba at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I think you could... Um, I think, yeah, I, I think you could wait until the draft and then go, you know, see how the lottery balls fall. And then if there's a team where it just makes sense, like a good team drafting somewhat high, you make that swap. Yeah. I, if you feel the players there. The one spot that makes the most sense to me is Phoenix. Yeah. They have the yeah. right combination of expiring contracts. They could give up Greg Monroe. You could give up Tyson Chandler, who's only under contract through next season. Um, you've got the two Miami picks that you got in the Goran Dragic deal a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I don't think Phoenix would give up its own pick, and I don't think they should. But if you could, if you could give them a bad contract to get the Miami pick this year plus another pick, I I think it's worth exploring. But I think you're right, where they could always hold you know hold off until the draft and then see what else is available. Then by that point, at least the lottery is done, so you know you have more certainty over the value of each pick. Yeah, which is both good and bad. I mean, you know that makes the teams with the good picks are going to have more leverage over you. So. If you you know if Miami completely falls apart in the second half and they get that pick at the deadline, there's you know the Phoenix probably would not make that same trade after the lottery. But that said, Miami could also go on a total tear and that pick could be in the twenties. So it's the timing is a gamble either way. Also, I just want to address one thing because I've seen a few Kemba Walker for the Dallas pick. Straight mm-hmm. up, because Dallas have cap space, so they can absorb Kemba's deal. But it seems Dennis Smith they, exactly that's that's <laughs> kind of what I'm. My point is, people seem to be forgetting that not only is Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith Jr. on the roster, so is Yogi Ferrell. Mm-hmm. 
So Dallas's need for another point guard, even though it's Kemba Walker, yeah, like that is not a high priority. If right. Kemba was like a six four guard who could play the off guard position, then yeah, swing it. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's six one. He's clearly limited to becoming to being one a one position player. Yeah, I mean the problem they're going to run into if they do decide to trade him is that there aren't that many teams in need of a starting point guard. Either yep. most teams have a player who is a current good starter, or a a lot of the bad teams got pick. You know, the Lakers, the Kings, uh, the Sixers, they all acquired. I mean, hell, even the Nets, they all either drafted or acquired point guards, young point guards this past summer, who they hope to develop into franchise point guards. So it's like Phoenix, Orlando, I guess. Could be interesting. I was just about to mention Orlando because here's something interesting. What if, and again, you are, um, if you're if you're Charlotte, you don't care about contracts. Okay, right. so just play along with me here. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're talking to Orlando, right? And you're going, you know what? Kemba is available. Mm-hmm. And we're even interested in also taking back Bismack Biombo oh, and his horrible shit. deal. Yeah. Like, pay up. Right, yeah. Your unprotected pick for this summer, mm-hmm. like Mario Hisonia mm-hmm. and something else as well, another like a third asset, because you're getting Kemba and you're taking one really awful deal off the off the table or off the off the books. Yeah, like I would be flexible as hell if I'm trading a guy like Kemba, mm-hmm. and I know that I can take on a certain amount of money. Yeah, I'm like. Screw it, because I'm capped out either way. Like, right. the next couple of years, that's going to be a rebuild. We're going to focus on the kids anyway. Yeah. doesn't matter. Let me take on all the money that I can. Just spray it on me. That's fine. <laughs> right. Just give me future assets. Yeah. The Pacers also stand out as a place that could be interesting. Denver, I oh, mean, Jamal Murray. Oladipo. Yeah, that'd be fun. Jamal Murray in Denver is playing really well, so maybe they're just mm. happy with how that's going, but... You know, Denver was linked as an Eric Bledsoe destination earlier this year, so maybe they're interested. The Clippers, they should be. the Clippers, we don't know. I mean, Teodosic <laughs> is a free agent after this year, yeah. uh, as Austin Rivers could be as well. The Jazz, if they're not thrilled with Ricky Rubio, like there are options there. It's it's a limited pool, but there are options if if Charlotte does decide to go that route. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go into. Two, the biggest two names that will be floated, Adrian yeah. Wojnarowski has reported that both of these guys are unlikely to move, but a lot can change in the next couple of weeks. We'll start mm-hmm. with DeMarcus Cousins and the Pelicans. Nope. You don't think he moves at all? Or you wouldn't? Nope. Would you, I, I you would not I wouldn't. move him. That's, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I'm not even going into this. When I saw that name in your email outline, mm-hmm. I just yeah. went, nope. Yeah. I'm not even going to discuss this. Yeah. Look, the, the and now I'm going to... Discuss it because that's how I am. I baited you. Yeah, you did, but that's fine. Look, the Pelicans got Anthony Davis, and then for years it was all about New Orleans fans crying, oh, we don't have a guy next to Anthony Davis. Well, now you have DeMarcus frickin' Cousins who's yep. playing his mind out. You don't trade it now. No. No, don't. Like, if you trade DeMarcus, like, for what? You're not going to get equal value. So so, what's the point? Like, unless you're rebuilding, in which case Anthony Davis theoretically should be available in that sort of trade as well. Like, and that's not going to happen. 
Yeah. That it's it makes no sense to me. The only thing would be if New Orleans feared and had gotten word back from Cousins, you know, back channel mm-hmm. that oh yeah, there's no way in hell he's gonna resign. Right. That's the only thing. Like yeah. literally the only reason they should move him. Yep. Hundred percent agree. They already have ninety one point six million almost guaranteed on the books for next year. Mm-hmm. So they won't have the cap space to replace a player of that caliber. I mean, maybe right. they're worried about maxing him out this summer, but I'm with shouldn't you. Shouldn't be. I think, yeah. They shouldn't be. Yeah, the boogie-brow combo is here to stay, and it should be. I think that has serious potential to grow into something special right. if they can get the right pieces around those guys. And Drew Holiday is playing well. He started the season slow, but he's been pretty damn good as oh, of late. Yeah. I mean, they're Each in... one more, too. Yeah, they're in cap hell either way, but... You know, I, I think I'm with you. I, I would not move him unless, as you said, he has come up to Dell Dumps and been like, you know what? I hate it here. I'm out July 1st. If you, you know, do with that information what you will. You can either trade me now or I'm just going to leave you high and dry. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't get the impression that's how it is. I mean, is this, this, no. this has got to be like, has he been in the playoff race? In mid-January before? Like, this is probably the most he's won in his NBA career. 20 wins by the beginning of January. (laughs) 20 wins, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he's, like, bummed that he's not on the Warriors. But, like, this is a... I'm assuming he's happy to be on a competitive team in a fun city. I would be surprised if he wants out. I'm going to say something. And I'm going to say something that you can't really prove. Okay. But... When you watch his games, he's not looking like a guy who is disinterested anymore. Like yeah. he would go through the motions in Sacramento. He would. He would. Don't get me wrong. He would still be in Sacramento, and go through the motion, and finish with thirty and ten. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like he's looking for cutters. He's yelling out patterns. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything he can. He's looking for Davis on lobs and like. He's see, actively seeking out opportunities. He looks more engaged than I've ever seen him before. Mm-hmm. That is just, to me, that does not give the indication that he wants out or even anything remotely. Yeah, and I like I've seen clips and I've seen games where he does get frustrated and he falls into those lapses at times. But I agree with you. Overall, he seems more engaged this year than he has in years past. So I so yeah. that's just a no, right? Yeah. Right. Just yeah. No. Then, yeah. Then we'll move on to the last big name, Paul George and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, last a year ago today, basically, or no, I think it probably happened a little after that. But uh, rumors immediately started percolating about Paul George wants to go to the Lakers. He's unhappy mm-hmm. in Indiana. He's told them, "I'm out." You know, come 2018, if you guys aren't contending for championships. They pulled the trigger. They sent him to OKC. OKC right now is 22-20. and 20. They are sixth in the West. They're a half game behind the Blazers. So they are they haven't coalesced to the point that we expected. They're not – they don't look like world beaters. They, they, you know, I think if a series started today between them and the Warriors, the Warriors would be overwhelmingly favored. But they have shown the potential to give any team a problem – when they play well. How worried are you if you're the Thunder about 
you know, the Lakers' very obvious plans to carve out the cap space to sign Paul George and LeBron or sign Paul George and Boogie. If you're Sam Presti, what do you do? Do you do you at least like entertain offers behind the scenes? I don't think they're gonna like come out in the media and say we're gonna trade Paul George by February eighth. I, I don't expect that to happen. But are you silently shopping him? Sam Presti knew what he was getting into when he traded for him. Yep. I think that's the most important thing to take away from this. He knew this coming. He did not paint himself into a corner because he knew the situation going in. Mm-hmm. So I have to assume that there are a lot of talks going on via back channels, very much similar to the DeMarcus Cousins situation, actually. Sure. And if words word come back comes back that he's just like not engaged with OKC and he's like I want out I want to go somewhere else mm-hmm. then you sort of have to and that's just Sam Presti having to react to something that happened like he took a gamble yep and and went you know what I can get this guy <laughs> okay for cheap we did not know Oladipo <laughs> was going to be the player that so right. don't get me wrong but like that was cheap yeah. For all intents and purposes, that was cheap. Just like the Pau Gasol trade was cheap, even though it ended up being Marcus All as well. Like, right, right, right. You have to take current value into effect. Yeah. And Presti said, you know what? I'm willing to do this trade. I'm willing to go into it, like gambling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now he's now he's gambling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, I would shop him if that word came back, mm-hmm. but I would also be immediately aware. That the return is not going to be significant, right? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I don't think, I mean, Woj has said Presti doesn't want to shop him for the reasons you laid out. He knew what he was getting into. He wants, you know, the only chance you have to actually re-sign him is keep everyone around, be buyers at the trade deadline, and then hopefully go on a deep playoff run, and then make him, you know, come July 1st, be like, look. We made it to the conference yeah. finals. If you go to the Lakers, are you going to make it to the conference finals again next year? Probably not. Like, you know, Lonzo Ball is not going to be ready for another couple of years. So you can compete now and then go go join the Lakers on your next contract. Like, you, you're going to have at least two more contracts, but you're in your prime. Stay with other stars in their prime now. Stay with us. So I'm with you. I think, I think the Thunder should stand pat with george and with carmelo anthony i think they should try hell if it you know get a lou williams get a tyreek evans if you can like that's the type of players they should go after because you need you know we talked about this with deeks a few episodes ago you need a a Mm. fifth reliable two-way guy in that starting lineup roberson's a great defender you can ignore him completely on offense uh alex abrinas a good shooter not so great defender you need yeah. you need to fortify that weak spot. I still maintain Justin Holiday is their best bet. Also because he's not he's not earning more than I think four and a half million. Mm-hmm. That just makes sense. That should be doable. Yeah, financially. And you wouldn't have to give up the world to get him. <laughs> no, because it's the Bulls. Chicago. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe the Bulls are just. They'll probably even yeah they'll add in a second round. <laughs> they did last year. Might yeah, they well, did. Might as well keep tradition alive. Yeah. 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 All right, Moy, this was a good trade deadline preview. We will obviously talk a lot about trades in the next couple weeks as well as the deadline gets closer. Uh, but in the meantime, please follow us on Twitter, at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bios where we will also be talking about trades a lot 
in the coming weeks. So please give us a follow. You can also find us on iTunes. So please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We would greatly appreciate it. And you can find us at FanRag Sports this year. So check them out on Twitter, at FanRag Sports. And for their NBA handle, again, it has changed. It is now FRS Hoops with a Z. So F-R-S-H-O-O-P-Z. I'm Brian Taporic, and always... Don't get fired. <laughs> as always, I was joined by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. You too, Brian. Welcome to Total Wine & More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine & More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine & More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine & and more. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Clearance.